I have never desired your good opinion. People fear what they do not understand. I have a headache, a badge, and a gun. Power is yours. Behave. I was just trying to start a conversation. And share the wonders I've seen. Hi, and welcome to The Wonders I've Seen, where there's no such thing as weird or normal, there's just different. I'm your host, Tanagra, and thanks for joining me for today's The Lone Wonders. In these segments, we discuss topics that need a little less time, but just as much passion. Today's Lone Wonder comes to you from me, a love letter and celebration of NBC's Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the show we need and that I won't let be pride even from my cold, decaying fingers. So raise your cups in celebration as Tanagra talks Brooklyn Nine-Nine. To the Nine-Nine! When Brooklyn Nine-Nine first debuted, I was ridiculously skeptical. Another police drama set in New York led by a white guy. Sure, I like Andy Samberg, but even on SNL, sometimes he could be over the top. But I gave it a chance mostly because of Andre Brower. (laughs) So I started watching it and the first episode dealt with uh, Captain Holt being gay and being excluded from issues when he was in the force when he was younger in the 70s with those amazing flashbacks and that killer afro and and mustache and how Jake, even in his humorous way, learned this, respected it, empathized with it, and was like, okay, I can do something like wear a tie. And it was wonderful to watch this white male lead all around quote unquote American guy actually find this common ground with an older black gay male. And I was like, okay, maybe this show could be for me. Living in New York myself, I'm so used to seeing the city portrayed incorrectly. I don't need to give you a list of all the shows, but I'm going to, um, that act like New York is all white and there's maybe a few women who are also white in them. Um, obviously the most popular and most recent being girls and don't at me with the name of like the three POCs who were on that show. Um, then friends. And of course the ever popular Seinfeld. And it was nice to see that Brooklyn nine, nine, not only was representing a different picture of New York, but a more accurate picture. And I say more accurate because the show still does lack Asian representation. Um, therefore, it doesn't necessarily represent the world, as people like to say. But it's closer than probably anything else has been on television in a very long time. That it came at a point where particularly Black Americans were dealing with a lot of strife with the police community, the idea that blue lives matter is a way to drown out the cry of black lives matter was also very important in that it was led by a black gay police chief. And I give complete kudos to the creators for realizing it, that the show, yeah, sure, it has Andy Samberg. He might be currently a big name, but the rest of the cast can carry their weight. And sure enough, it was an ensemble. And I was so worried about that. And that first episode just sort of put those fears to rest and was like, let me watch this, let me enjoy this. And I can laugh and I can cry and I can empathize with the characters and I don't feel like I have to have a caveat when I actually recommend this show to people. Like, yes, once again, no Asian representation, but I don't feel like, well, you know, they say some, they say some misogynistic things. Well, they say LGBTQIA things. Well, you know, they're problematic about like, I don't have to do that. And it's so nice to actually have a comedy that I can really laugh at or a show 
that I don't have to worry that I'm going to be offended or upset about, that I can just watch and enjoy the characters. And imagine that in some town or city somewhere, there's a police force that you not only want to trust, but you want to know and you want them to help you and you believe that if they're going to help you, it's not because they're getting anything out of it or they're not going to throw it on the bus and you'll possibly end up shot when you go to them for help or raped in the case of New York where police officers could until recently sleep with people who were in handcuffs um, in their possession. That there is a squad somewhere, a B99, that you could trust and they did what they did because they wanted the world to be better and they wanted to help people. And I think that's something that the show gives you and it gives very sincerely and very honestly and even what they dealt with the issue of racism in the police force the fact that it begins and ends with the image of a black father and his two daughters and then you get um hold and terry ending with that drink and just sort of this understanding like as a as a black american i felt very seen and very understood and you know what yeah it didn't necessarily go to the happy ending you wanted but at least they they were trying at least people tried at least people were willing to risk something to make things better and the truth is a lot of times when you see people in any sort of position of power nowadays whether it is in the government or whether it's a teacher or whether it's a police officer most people just aren't risking anything and they won't do anything to make things better in the long term and brooklyn 99 gave us that moment gave us a, a, the police officer trying to make it better, willing to risk his own promotion because he thought things should be better. Um, and I know it's ideal, and I've talked to some of my friends about this, that it is very idealistic, it's very escapist. But I also know that we can't constantly be caught up in our activism and in our commentary, even the commentary that I'm doing right now, we all need those moments where we can just stop and say, man, that would be great. Stop and let our guard down. Stop and just enjoy feeling something and not constantly critiquing it. And everything deserves critique. I'm not saying that it doesn't, but it's nice to know that there's this little safe place that for 20 something odd minutes, I can imagine that if I went to my local police force, I'm not gonna be looked at um, and just, just uh, disbelief and that when I'll speak they won't question me and they won't be condescending and I'll see people who look like me and they want to hear what I say and I won't be afraid to go up to them the way I was when I just needed basic information on how to get to New Jersey yeah who goes to New Jersey I had to there was work and it was a group of cops and I was afraid to go up to them but there was nobody else to ask like I like the idea that somewhere there's a version of me that's not afraid to go up to the local police officers, the local NYPD, and ask something as basic as how do I get a ticket for the New Jersey train? And Brooklyn Nine-Nine gives me that, and I think it gives that to a lot of people. And I think that's why you saw the world come out in support when they were canceled on Fox. I think that's why you saw celebrities coming out in support when they were canceled on Fox. Um, Stephanie Beatrice coming out as bi on both with her character, Rosa, and as well as in her real life was such a statement and it was so powerfully done and you could see that she 
she put her her real life experience into that and you see that when they talk about Andre Brower's character and you see that when they talk about Terry's character you see that when they talk about you know the nerdy type A Amy that even in the humor the situations the life situations of it are real and it might all mostly play out ideally that if it goes wrong you still have people there to support and love you and they're a family but like I said, I think we need that safe space. And I'm happy that Twitter and the internet and just so many people came out and said, yeah, give us our book on 9-9. And NBC was smart enough to be like, yeah, this is necessary. So yeah, I hope you love Brooklyn Nine-Nine as much as I do. If you don't, I am open to discussing it. Um, but I might just not listen to you. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Yeah, I might not. Um, this is my love letter to Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I was upset and fuming when I heard it was canceled and my day was made better and the day of so many other people was made better to know that next season there's going to be another season premiere for B99 with the married Jake and Amy. Oh, if you haven't seen it, spoiler, sorry, like you didn't know it was happening. Uh, and... We get to see the characters continue to grow and develop both in their relationships with each other and in their relationships out outside of work um, and in their professional capacity. I want to talk about the show so much more. I feel like I could do uh, episode by episode what this episode of B99 meant to me. And you know what? I might because I've actually already rewatched uh, this series once before. So look forward to that in the near future. But Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I'm happy that you're still on our screens and coming into our lives every day. And I look forward to what the future holds for the squad. So to the Nine-Nine. That's all the wonders I have to share with you today. I hope you enjoyed this lone wonder, Tanagra Talks. To continue the discussion and be Nine-Nine Love, you can find me on Twitter at Tanagra, G-G-N-O-C. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Leave us a message. Thanks for joining. Make choices and don't fraud up.